Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Hey. How are you? I'm just giving them a chance oh. to answer. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk all over them. Well, They're probably all saying hello to us as we speak. I th- yeah, it's a good idea. It's a Monday, kids. Nothing we can do about that, but we can make your day a little bit better, I hope, for the next hour and change. It is Monday, ah! August 30th, and I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, the Sheriff of Ghost Town, still shaven. It's... Holy God, holy God. Some folks call him Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. Yo-ho, indeed, Edwin. Yes? How was your uh, your your charity uh, comedy it went, function? Uh, it was thing? fun. They raised a lot of money. They raised Good. more money than they thought they were going to raise, so that's always a successful fundraiser. They'll be asking you back then. Yes, I doubt that. Because but... you drove the eyes I to the screen. Don't know if I did that, but we had a good time. Oh, good. We I know good uh, there were Garmy members who bought tickets yes. virtually, and they participated. Several, and, yes. Uh, watched you do your uh, comedy stylings. It was a fun time. I'm glad to hear that. Do anything else fun over the weekend? Uh, oh, it's Knott's Berry Farm again. Oh, yeah, of course you your did. Favorite, your favorite place. Jesus Christ, Eddie. Oh, I have a season pass. I got to use it. Oh, my God. Did you it's see fun. Snoopy? Was Snoopy there? Snoopy was did there. He, he says you? hi. He gives his best. Fuck Snoopy. <laughs> Fuck all those peanuts. <laughs> that may be one reason I hate Knott's Berry's Farm so much. Because the peanuts? The peanuts live oh, there. Oh, man. You need a drone strike. You need, you need, a, you need to spend those, a weekend with the peanuts. Take out those peanuts. You said penis, right? Not penis? Penis. Oh, okay. Penis? It penis. is the Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Don't glue your dick hole shut. That's right. I stand by that advice. I, I think still think that's a good idea. Solid, solid advice. We have a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because it's Monday. That means we're usually sticking something in our mouths. What? Oh, oh, that. Munching Got Monday. It. Got it. I thought it was Thursday. And today's no different. We're going to be uh, taste testing Tang. Ooh, Tang. Taste test Tang. Taste the test triple T's. You should do it on Tuesday. I've never had Tang. Eddie believes he had Tang I at some point tang. in his youth. What's the other one? What's the other orange What's one? What's the other one? What's the other orange one? Tang and then orange drink. Sunny D. Sunny D. Sunny Delight. That's what it was. Sunny Delight. Maybe I had oh, Sunny so Delight. So you never had Tang? I, th- I don't know because ba- they, they seem the same to me. Well, they're not. Sunny D is it comes pre-mixed. That you just pour it into a glass. Right. Tang comes in powder form. You got to make it. There's just an extra step with Tang, but, but it's pretty much the same I shit. I don't know. I don't I, know. I don't know. I think I had Tang. I don't know. I well, don't you're gonna have it today. We're gonna be mixing up some glasses of Tang to see if we have what it takes—the right stuff to be spacemen, <laughs> to go out into outer space and to come back, see Uranus. Safe. Uh, what else we got? Entertainment news, phone calls, so much on deck. So what do you say? Should we jump into the week? Should mm-hmm. we jump into Monday? 
with a brand new show. Do you have time for a little sex in the news? Oh, yeah. Uh, before we get to sex in the news, real yeah, quick yeah, yeah, programming yeah. note. A reminder, if you want to donate to uh, Panthera, the uh, big cat rescue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get a chance to win the uh, Ralph Loves Cats sketch that Eddie <laughs> did during Drawn in 60 Seconds last week. Uh, noon today is the cutoff for that, and then we'll announce who yeah. wins the Ralphle tomorrow in the, in the Tuesday show. We're All helping right. so many people. We are. We're just Every week. taking care of charities nice. left and right. It's really fun. It'll it, Maybe it'll open the doors to the pearly gates when we find <laughs> our way something. up to St. Peter. And he says, really? After what you did? And I go, yeah, but what about Panthera and all the charity huh? stuff? And the parents of blind children thing. Yeah, well, well, that wasn't me, so I'm not going to get any props off of that one. That was just you. You're, you're a tangential to it. Is that a word? Tangential? Tangential? Tangential. Not tangential. Well, it's kind of gently over to the side, so My it makes God. sense that it's gentle. Eddieisms just happening <laughs> on the fly. Tangential. Tangential? No. Ten- tangential. Tangential. That's a stupid sounding word. No, it's not. Tangential? Yes, tangential. That sounds like someone tried to say tangential but couldn't get it out. It's not tangential. 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 Now I'm saying now we're saying it so much it doesn't make any sense to me anymore. It's just becoming a sound. See? <laughs> tangential. Tangential. Stupid word. It's not stupid. I say tangential. Well, that's dumber because it's wrong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's Monday, all right. I can feel it. All right, sex in the news. Congratulations to David Working, W-E-R-K-I-N-G, 43 years old. He won a big lawsuit against his parents. Finally, someone's suing their parents. About time. About time. We should all start suing our parents. (laughs) They fucked me up. Get a little cash. Here's Dave's story. He got a divorce. Sorry, David, about that. So he moved into his parents' house there in Michigan in Grand Haven. Yeah. Uh, for 10 months after the divorce, before moving to Muncie, Indiana. And it was then after his move to Muncie, he recognized that he was missing some of his belongings. Mm. And it turns out his parents threw out and destroyed his belongings. What? So he sued them for $30,000 for the value of his collection. And you know how I feel about collections. Yeah. If someone were to throw out my Batman collection, I would be destroyed. You'd be angry. I'd be destroyed. Vengeful. I'd be, I would be, yes. Devastated. I'd, I'd become a vengeful creature of the night, and I'd put on my Batman costume, and I would start <laughs> fighting people who threw stuff out. Trying to recollect your collection. That's right. His collection, however, was different. Mm-hmm. It was a collection of classic porn films, magazines, and other sexually explicit items. Wow. He claimed they were worth $29,000. Uh, value was set by an expert. So this guy... All used, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Nothing well used. Um, <laughs> Nothing new in box. Either he had, like, classic vintage porn. Yeah. Like like my like my pal Ginger Lynn or, you know, some of the, like, the, the classic yes, stuff. Yes, they're in the golden age of... Or he had a massive collection of pornography like three rooms like more porn than you could shake a penis at (laughs) so he sued them saying they had no right to uh toss out his porn his father wrote him an email when he requested to know what happened to it frankly david i did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff 
Well, that's not the way David saw it. Oh, no. You don't get between a man and his pornography. Mm -hmm. I think we've established that. The judge ruled in David's favor, saying there is no question that the destroyed property was David's property. The defendants repeatedly admitted that they destroyed the property. Dave's parents said they had a right to act as his landlord. And the judge said the defendants did not cite any statute or case law to support their assertion that landlords can destroy property that they dislike, which is a good point. Yeah, and it's true. You wouldn't want even a landlord if you were, if you got an apartment. Yeah, I wouldn't Imagine want if your landlord came along and said, I don't like the Star Wars crap. Yeah, I'm going to toss no, this out. Can't have that precedent set. So, so leave people's porn alone, right. I guess, is the moral of the story. It's their own biswax. Especially if your son is 43 years old. And he's recovering from a divorce. Right, he needs that. That is more important to him than air and a roof over his food, anything. (laughs) Dave needed his porn in that moment of crisis, and his parents denied him that. You can't rebuild that collection. Do you think they were thinking, "Well, that's disgusting, and we're going to do the right thing for our son"? At 43? No. I can you, see maybe if he's 13. Why can't they give him a call and go, hey, come pick up your smut? Yeah. We don't, we're not comfortable having this in right. the house. Not just throw it out. We're, gonna, we're doing you a favor. Could you, do, uh, could you take your spank bank someplace else, please? <laughs> this whole box of socks. Why? <laughs> Is there so many single socks? Why do you have to? <laughs> why can't you just None walk? of these match. Why can't? <laughs> Why can't you wash the sock and reuse it, no, Edwin? No. Why do you have to keep every, all this soiled every socks? Every sperm is sacred. Oh, jeez. So, congratulations, <laughs> David, working 43 years old. Uh, I only hope you can recapture that collection of pornography with the $30,000 that you've been provided yes. by a judge in Michigan. We're on your side. If anything, anything you need, just reach out to us. But wash your hand first, if you don't mind. If you're doing the reaching. All righty, now it's time to move on to your phone calls, beloved members of the Garmy. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it via email. If you want to email me a story like many people sent me that porn story. I guess oh. they were thinking of me as they well, read anytime that. anytime people think of porn, they think of you. I hope so. <laughs> That's your legacy. I certainly hope so. Because if if I stand for nothing else, if I'm known for anything, I sure hope it's my porn. Yes. That should be what you're remembered for. Fandom. The Ralph Report. Let's do porn. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Email me. Yes. Ralph at the RalphReport.com. Eddie or Steve at that same email address. You can find us on social media as well. Or you can leave a voicemail message 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Ralph Report hotline. It's simple. You just got to dial up the number, one 833 Hi, Ralph! Yeah, I listen to them all. Then I grab a handful, and we collect them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. As you know, on Mondays, we kick off the Garmy on the Line segment with a little joke. Oh, yes. It's Mirthful Monday. Mm. So John called in. Ralph, this is John Punch from Central Iowa. I have a joke for Mirthful Monday. Oh, good. What is black and white and 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 black and white? I don't know. A penguin falling down a hill. 
Love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> you see, because the penguin's rolling down the hill. Yeah, it's a good one, John. It's a dad joke right That's there. A good dad joke. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a joke for Mirthful Monday, please uh, drop it on the Ralph Report hotline. I always appreciate listening to them. What's the one rule I have about the Ralph Report hotline, Eddie? Oh, don't call drunk. Don't no. call drunk. No. How many times have I repeated that simple request? Hundreds. Hundreds, Hundreds of, times. of times. And and today, the phone line jam-packed with drunk people. Really? What, kind of, what happened this weekend? People I have no idea. Tipsy? People just got hammered this weekend and decided it was a good idea to call the Ralph Report hotline. <laughs> I try to impress upon you that it not only is it makes it difficult for me, but it's embarrassing for you, the caller, yes, as well. It's going to get played. And you folks just aren't paying attention. So I'm going to have to scare you straight with an all-drunk edition of Garmy on the Line. Let's start off with Whitney. Hi, Ralph and Yoho Eddie. It's Whitney from West Virginia, Little Raven's mom. Um, I'm calling you on just at the end of August 27th because it was my birthday and I went out and I went to the bar. <laughs> and I know you say never call when you're drunk. Right. I had to because uh, why? it's my birthday and uh, it's been a pandemic and fuck. Raven went to the Nana's and I just needed to cut loose for a little bit. Okay. So I just want to tell you and Eddie and Carrie and the crew and everybody how much I love this show. Y'all keep me sane. Thank you. Seriously. Okay. Between working uh, where I work and, and, you know, being a mom and, all right. you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's really stressful sometimes. And okay. y'all just keep me sane and all make right. me laugh oh. so hard. I'm glad, Whitney. So I just want to tell you I love y'all. Okay. I appreciate y'all. All right. And please keep doing what you're doing every single day. Okay. You guys put a smile on my face. And trust me, for someone who is manic depressive like me, mm. It means a lot. Okay. It really, really does. All right, big hug. So I'm having a shot of Jack Daniels for you, Ralph. <laughs> oh, good. And Eddie, I'm having some water for you. Thanks. And Carrie, I don't know what you drink, but whatever you drink, I will have some for you, honey. All right. And good. yeah, that's yeah. just it. Okay. Love you. Seen it. Bye. There's no love like drunk love. Wow. I'll tell you. Man. As bad as that was. <laughs> Where do you hear Jeff? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, Ralph, this is uh, Jeff Watts. I've been on the drinking horse, as you put it. Kind of have a problem. Kind of want to see what you would say. Uh, Been married to my wife for six years. Okay. And uh, just found out that her best friend is attracted to me. Uh Uh-huh. And me and my wife have not been doing good. We've not been having sex for quite a while. So. I see where this is going. Uh, her best friend mm-hmm. going through a divorce, oh, too. Boy. Oh, so just want your input. Uh, if you can give me uh, <laughs> or just let me know what's going on, what you think. Uh, uh-huh. Again, I've been on the drinking horse, yeah, so really? sorry. Couldn't tell. Uh, this is Jeff, so okay, bye. Jeff. Bye. <sighs> Probably shouldn't have left a name. Not even a question in there, nope. by the way. Just, hey, so... Uh, my wife's best friend, she's kind of into me, and uh, my wife and I are going through a rough patch, so just want your input. You want me to tell you to go fuck your wife's best friend, <laughs> right. Jeff. That's what you're looking for. And then that's your, that's your get-out-of-jail-free you're card. You're looking for some sort of permission from a guy who does a podcast to tell you <laughs> it's okay to cheat on your wife with her best no, friend. Go for it. Go for it, man. Oh, how drunk 
are you then, if you think any of that is a good idea? Then tell the divorce attorney why you did it. Oh, the, the podcast guy told me to. Jeff, don't, don't, <laughs> don't. None of that will come out well in no. the end. You're going to ruin three people's lives. And you're going to ruin your marriage, and you're going to ruin the friendship between the wife and the best friend, oh. and it's, it's going to be <laughs> such a fiasco. There is no win situation No anywhere. good can come from that, with the exception of the orgasm. an orgasm. That's it. But post-orgasm, hellfire no. will rain down upon your life for years to come. Apocalyptic. It's just simply no. not worth it. Walk away. Now, if you and your wife end up divorcing, and then you keep in touch with this person somewhere down the line, I mean, it's still going to be... Awkward. A nightmare, yes. because if the friend and her are going to talk, and eventually it's going to come out... Right. I just don't, I guess, is what I'm saying. Ever. Just don't. Just accept the fact that she finds you attractive. That's a win. Yes. And take that and... Uh, Log that in the spank bank exactly, if you need to. Right. But uh, give, give David uh, working a call, and you guys can talk about the uh, the friend, and, and you can rebuild <laughs> his porn stash with him. Dear wow. God. Wow. That was a lot. If that's not enough to scare you straight. There's more? Oh, yeah. It's an all-drunk edition Jesus. of Garmy on the Line. Uh, how about Travis? Let's listen okay. to... Let's, let's hear from Travis. <laughs> Hello, Ralph. How you doing, Steve? Travis from Melbourne, Florida. Okay. Mm. I know you told never to call in drunk. Sure have, many times. So I didn't. Okay. I called in drunk and high. Oh, loophole. So I made sure I was calm enough to be dumb enough. Great. But I do have a question, and I want to know if you have an answer for this. Okay. Have you ever heard of any kind of story where a starfish, you know, from the ocean... Right, of course. ...has ever once farted? Because I know crabs can fart, but I've never heard of a starfish farting. And now if it's a brown starfish okay. party, All right. that just brings a whole new meaning to that yeah. wonderful rusty wagon wheel. Okay. Travis? Travis? I hope you have an answer. Okay, Travis. I hope you can answer this question. All right, Travis. I love you. <laughs> Beat it. Bye. Oh, yep. Sorry. Yeah. I don't think he was. I don't think he was either. Wow. <sighs> wow. Had enough? Yeah, I have, yes. No, you haven't. I've, I've Not till we hear from Chris. <laughs> but at least Chris had a, a, a halfway decent reason to call okay. in. Because he's having an emergency. Oh, okay. Hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. As Chris, uh, four-star general from the beginning. Fuck. Uh, from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is a, uh, where they come from or... Oh, oh, fuck. And I know you said don't call drunk, but mm-hmm. I'm drunk. No. How the fuck do you get rid of hiccups? Because, God damn it, I got the hiccups, and I can't get rid of them. <laughs> get rid of them. And they hurt, too. Uh, uh, if you have any advice on how to get rid of hiccups, please help. Thanks. Love you. Mean it. Bye. How do you get rid of hiccups? <laughs> oh, jeez. Fuck. fuck. He's having pain- why, painful why would, hiccups. Why would he leave a message on a pop? Voicemail of a podcast that doesn't play until it's Monday. Not going to be answered until days later. <laughs> I see the flaw in his logic. 
I don't know if he does. Brilliant. Do you have a surefire uh, cure for hiccups? Uh, I do that one where I I, uh, I take breaths in, but I don't let them out. I take like several breaths in. And I keep pressing down on the diaphragm. Yeah, that's that, the problem. Uh, hiccups are just involuntary contractions of the diaphragm. Yes, that's the one I use. And so uh, if you can somehow relax that muscle or tense it up and then relax it, sometimes it'll uh, it'll release yeah, and you won't have that problem. Uh, here are some techniques, Chris, and I hope by now you've solved your own problem. But <laughs> They're still going on. He could be dead. He could be. You know, some people do. They have hiccups for years. Oh, it's awful. It's a nightmare. Uh, you can breathe into a paper bag. Does that work? Yes. Apparently, the carbon dioxide will help uh, no, relax never the muscle, tried that. apparently. Pull your knees up to your chest and lean forward, say experts. Never done that one. Sip ice cold water. I've done the thing where you drip, drink the water upside down. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Because all that means is you're just gulping air in, and then after you burp, you're releasing the diaphragm sometimes. Right. So, but just get, take an Alka-Seltzer. That's what I do. Yeah. Alka-Seltzer usually fixes hiccups okay. for me. Because then it makes you carbonated and burp, and you then burp you, and you release, it. yes. and then it's fine. You know what else works? What? I learned this as a bartender, because people would get them at the bar all the time, and a fellow bartender taught me this trick, and I never forgot it. Hmm. You take a lime wedge, mm -hmm. or lemon wedge, I suppose you could use, and you sprinkle granulated sugar on it. Yeah. And then you suck the lime wedge. Okay. With the, the lime juice and the granulated sugar, and that'll make your hiccups go away. That release that re releases the it's diaphragm? It's almost surefire. It really? almost never fails. That's weird. So, uh, Do you know the science behind that at I all? I don't. That's I have crazy. no idea why sugar and citrus, for some reason, has a magical effect. Huh. But I've, I've seen people in Chris's condition, desperate, and I've cured them. Oh, wow. So, so hopefully you cured him. I hope I did as well. Three days later. All right. So that's the drunk edition of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Garmy on the line. I hope listening to those people <laughs> has put the fear of God into you for not calling while you're drunk. Especially the brown starfish one. That, that, that was unnecessary. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the drunk edition. We do have a couple more calls, however, including one that, I don't know, I've gotten a lot of great calls here on the Ralph Report. And I appreciate everyone who takes the time out to call. But I don't think any call has ever made me as happy hmm. as this call. That was Stephanie. Stephanie! That's a... What? Success, success. We've done it. We've done it. Stephanie, who can queef on demand, wow. heard our pleas and called back, and she left a queef on we the got on a phone queef. line. Yeah, we have a queef. One more time, it's please, too good not please, to play please again. Play again. Wow, that was Stephanie. That's a great queef. I think I'm in love. That's, what can I say? You need to make that a downloadable for ringtones. <laughs> I think we do. I think you absolutely need to make that a Stephanie. <laughs> You are a goddess, and and thank you so much for Hall of Famer. Uh, Hall thank, of Famer. Thank you so much for uh, for doing that for us. <laughs> you're you're the citizen of the week. But yeah, you're or a month, champion. Maybe month. You're a champion. Oh, speaking of goddesses, we forgot to do oh, a little shit. bit. Did yes, we? Yes. Should we, we do that real quick? I guess we have to. Should we backpedal? We're and, obligated uh, contractually. Speaking of goddess, it is the year of uh, our goddess Lilith, 2021. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, hello. It is right to give her thanks and praise, as it is to give Stephanie thanks and yes, praise. Especially for that queef. She's magical. Wonderful. You know, we like to play upbeat music on every episode to make your day a little bit better. This is going out to Bob. Hey, Ralph. It's Bob here, teacher of economics, hater of pennies. And uh, <laughs> tomorrow I'm back in the classroom with kids, with real students for the first time in 18 months. Yay. So, in honor of this very happy occasion, I'm requesting a happy hit. Um, Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. Oh, so, yeah. please, sir, could you make that happen? Sure, Bob. And uh, on a side note, thanks to you guys at the Ralph Report, uh, because uh, you, helped, you helped me keep my sanity through 18 months, one, in a, one uh, full school year and a quarter of... Uh, Remote teaching, Zoom classes. So, yeah, you guys helped. Thank you kindly. Glad to be there for you, Bob. And here's going out to all the teachers who are going back into the classroom in certainly still uncertain circumstances. But uh, we appreciate what you do, folks. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love you And I know that if you love me too What a wonderful world this would be Don't know much about geography Don't know much trigonometry Don't know much about algebra don't know what a sliding room is for, but I do know what it was is to. And if this one could be with you, what a wonderful world this would be. Now, I don't claim to be an A student, but I'm trying to be. For maybe by being an A student, baby, I can win your love for me. Don't know much about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book Don't know much about the French I took But I do know that I love you And I know that if you love me too Oh, wonderful Great Sam Cooke. Beautiful song. I always think of uh, Animal House when I hear that from the soundtrack. Thank you, everyone who called in. I truly appreciate it, except maybe for the drunk people. (laughs) (laughs) But the queef made up for it. Oh, Queef just made that, erased all of that. Queef cleansed our palate is what it (laughs) did. That was a perfect (laughs) aperitif to the show. (laughs) Aperqueef. (laughs) Aperqueef. It was was the perfect... (laughs) solution to all that drunk we had to sit through the ralph report i scratch your back you queef that's right (laughs) thanks to everybody who called in you too can be featured in the garmy on the line segment but the only way that can happen stephanie feel free to call back anytime anytime call me
Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. On Mondays, we look in the rearview mirror and find out what happened on August 30th, this day in history. Ralph's about to solve another mystery Like is today the day some dude invented Listerine Or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen Who knows, every day seems to be an anniversary The Garmy's rubbing Ralph's lamp So grant our wishes, please And tell us what went down this day in history All right, on this day in history, August 30th In the year 1146 Going back to 1146 Ooh, way back European leaders got together yeah. and outlawed the crossbow. The crossbow? With the intention of ending war for all time. Mission accomplished. But did they, did they do the same thing with the bow and arrow? Uh, no, just the crossbow. Just the crossbow. Just the crossbow. That would eliminate if you, war. If we just stop the crossbow. And everything else. Okay. Although some people, I'm sure, were like, if you outlaw crossbows, only outlaws will have crossbows. <laughs> right. A good guy with a crossbow only, stops a bad guy with a crossbow. It's the only way to stop a guy with a crossbow. <laughs> All right, give all the teachers crossbows. That's, That's what we need better. to do. We Keep need to, our we schools need to safe. arm those teachers with crossbows. Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> In 1682, a gentleman named William Penn left England to sail to the New World. Any idea where he ended up, Eddie Pence, uh, that William Penn, that great man, William Penn? Yeah, Pennsylvania. When he landed Pennsylvania. in the New World? Pencil, fucking smelly-ass Pennsylvania. And you know what city? Pennsylvania. I don't know. Penn. I'm sure he named it after himself as soon as he landed there like an egomaniac. No, he didn't. When he landed, he said, I will call this city after the Greek name for brotherly love. What is that? Philadelphia. Yes, I do. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. It felt good. Good. No, it was better without it. In 1776, the Continental Army had to evacuate Long Island and fall back to Manhattan Oof. on this day. I'm sure there was uh, some ancestor of Bridget there in Long Island. <laughs> Where the fuck are you guys going? Get the fuck back here and fight the fucking British. I'm sure that some people your, your Bridget is spot on. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. 1835, Melbourne, Australia was founded. Crikey! Hope everyone down there in Melbourne celebrates the day they were founded. Uncanny. Yes, your 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 Australian is the opposite of your Bridget. <laughs> in 1836, <laughs> the city of Houston was founded by Augustus Chapman Allen and John Kirby Allen, the Allen boys. Yeah. Found the city of Houston there in Houston. Texas. Houston. So this is Planet Houston. Yes, Planet Houston. <laughs> 1843, the first time an African-American participated in a national political convention. Oh. It was the Liberty Party. It was their own party back oh. in 1843. 1850, Honolulu, Hawaii became a city on this day. In 1888, Lord Walsingham. Walsingham. Yes. 
in the UK set a record by killing 1,070 grouse in a single day on a hunting trip. Wow. it's a lot of grouse. All the crossbow? No, I think he probably used a gun, but he killed a lot of grouse. That's still a lot of grouse to it's kill. a lot of grouse. Ah, look at the grouse. Yeah. 1890, President Benjamin Harrison signed the first U.S. law requiring the inspection of meat. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah, <laughs> starting with his own. Bet he wanted to inspect that meat. Inspect this meat. Yeah. I say, it is time now in America where we must inspect the meat. <laughs> Let me see your meat, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> How long does this go? I don't know. <laughs> How long do you think that goes? Not long enough. Now. Not long enough. Uh, English engineer Hubert Cecil Booth mm. patented his power his uh, powered vacuum cleaner. It was first time a vacuum cleaner had an engine. Oh, in 1901 on Seems this dangerous. day, it wasn't at all. However, it wasn't exactly uh, ideal for home use <laughs> because of its huge size. He had to mount the machine on a horse-drawn carriage with a long hose that would reach inside someone's house. And he drove around <laughs> offering his cleaning services. So he's just walking with a giant hose and hose your house. No, he would suck. Well, suck through the hose. He wouldn't hose you down. He'd suck. Mm. So he'd pull up in front of your house and say, hey, you want me to vacuum your house? And then he'd drag the hose in from the carriage <laughs> and just start sucking. Uh, Ty Cobb on this day, made his major league debut in baseball in 1905 with the Detroit Tigers. He was a lovely person. He was a complete prick. <laughs> he was a total cock, this guy. In 1913, speaking of baseball, yes. the Phillies had a lead over the Giants, 8-6 mm. to six in the top of the ninth. Yeah, And so fans of the Phillies started to distract the Giants by screaming and throwing things from the bleachers causing the umpire to forfeit the game in favor of the Giants in 1913. That sounds just like Philly. <laughs> Even in 1913. I couldn't believe the tradition goes back that far. They started it. Maybe we did. In more sports news, in 1937, Joe Lewis had his first defense of his world heavyweight title against Britisher Tommy Farr. Now, he was supposed to take Tommy Farr out easily, mm -hmm. but Tommy Farr gave him a, a better fight than anyone expected. It lasted for the full 15 rounds, and Joe Lewis had to win on points. But uh, stunning the audience was Tommy Farr's reserve. They shouldn't have been surprised if they had listened to him in this little clip from a newsreel regarding the upcoming fight. Anyway, Lewis looks in good form as he trains for the fight for his life. But Tommy Farr has a special word for his friends and the old country. All Britishers the world over can rely on my manager and me to win or die in the attempt. Sounds like two to one to me. To win or to die wow. in the attempt. Wow. That's a guy who's committed to winning yeah. a fight. I don't remember ever hearing any boxer saying, I'm willing to die in the <laughs> for ring. This for this boxing match. For this title. It's hard to beat someone that's willing to die. That's my point. Once they heard that, I would have put my money on, on him. But what do I know? Hey, your Rough Riders are in this day Ooh, in history. Which ones? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Ah. Uh, in 1954, the British Columbia Lions, the BC Lions, played their first franchise CFL game in Vancouver, but they lost to the Rough Riders mm. 17 to nothing. Uh, 1957, U.S. Senator Strom Thurmond 
spoke for 24 hours and 27 minutes against civil rights. What a what a sweetheart. <laughs> he is. was a peach. Yet still, he couldn't stop the uh, the progress, the march of progress, right. because in 1961, on this day, James Benton Parsons was confirmed as the first African American judge of a U.S. district court. Nice, so that all worked out. 1963, the red phone, the hotline, communication link between the Pentagon in Washington D.C. and the Kremlin in Moscow was installed in 1963. Here's the funny thing: it's known as the hotline or the red phone. Mm-hmm. No phones were ever used in the communication between the Pentagon and the Kremlin. Initially, it was a teletype, then it was a fax machine, and now it's a secure email. But there's never been a phone line between the two. Oh, wow. I don't know why we call it that. It's a WhatsApp for a while with Jared Kushner, I think. He had a WhatsApp (laughs) WhatsApp. with the Kremlin. (laughs) You up? Hey, Kremlin, you up? Uh, 1967, the U.S. Senate confirmed Thurgood Marshall as the first black Supreme Court justice on this day. 1968, uh, the Apple label, which was the, uh, the Beatles' label that they formed together released their first single in the UK. It was this one. Hey Jude Don't make it bad Take a sad song and make it better When you were a kid, did you ever sing Hey Jude, I saw you nude Don't try to fake it, I saw you naked Maybe it was just a nice thing Maybe. We used to sing that all the time as a kid 1979, the first recorded occurrence of a comet hitting the sun. Oh. Releasing energy, scientists estimate, equal to one million hydrogen bombs. Good Lord. That's a lot of energy. frightening. Yeah. That ball of uh, gas up there is something There's so much power out there, and you can't even fathom it. Isn't it? Mm. On this day in 1993, the 150th millionth visitor to the Eiffel Tower climbed those stairs. Yeah. I... I'm always surprised by what things become tourist attractions. That? That being one of them. (laughs) Okay, it's a big structure of metal. Yeah. There's something interesting in that, I guess. Yeah. But? They have a smaller version of it in uh, Virginia at King's Dominion. (laughs) And I go there as a child, and I went up, and I'm like, okay, well, that's my fill of the Eiffel Tower. Hardly uh, worthy, I guess, I suppose. (laughs) I'm good. If it was a statue or something, I could almost see it but more It looks like so. a giant radio tower. I guess maybe back in the day, it was probably more impressive. Yeah. But I thought we would have outgrown that well, by it's now. Just now. It's just an iconic symbol. I guess of... you got to go and take a picture and say, look at me, I'm in Paris. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, in 2015, English author Frederick Forsyth, author of the great spy novel, The Day of the Jackal, finally revealed that he himself worked for MI6 for more than 20 years. What? Well, no wonder he wrote such a good spy novel. Yeah. He was a spy. He was dishing all the secrets. That that makes him less of an author, in my opinion. <laughs> he was just... <laughs> a little bit. He was just recounting stuff he already knew. It's not very <laughs> creative. In 2015, also on this day, Kanye West announced he would run for president in 2020 at the MTV Video Music oh, Awards. Yeah. He's done so much crazy, batshit crazy stuff. That I almost forgot he ran for president in he 2020. He did. He was he on did. the ballot two different times. He was on the ballot as vice president and president. I know. That's crazy. And even crazier that so much madness has happened between then and now that I forgot about it's, We're We're so numb to crazy and insanity that we just move throughout our day not even registering Yeah, it's it just anymore. too much. We just get too much of it. 2017, late author Terry Pratchett had his uh, death wishes 
fulfilled what? per his instructions. Well, mm-hmm. not a death wish. He didn't want to die. But after he died, <laughs> he, left, he left instructions that all of his unfinished work <laughs> were, was to be destroyed by a steamroller. <laughs> really? That seems a little much. <laughs> Couldn't we just put it in a box and, I don't know, put it in the garage or something? Yeah. Give me, yeah. Destroy it with a steamroller. That's crazy. And in 28, excuse me, 2019 on this day, yeah. the uh, scientists in Australia officially released a report saying that the Great Barrier Reef had been downgraded regarding its outlook for existence from uh, poor to very poor, mm. meaning that uh, they expect at some point soon the Great Barrier Reef will be no more. That's sad. Which is uh, not only sad, but could be apocalyptic for when us. it comes to yes. the uh, the environment. We're, so. we're, we're the root of our own demise. Absolutely, we are. All right, now you know what we do. We find a day in history, we find a food related to it. We run it past Eddie Pence, see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps stick up his ass and pull out. Mm. How do we do that, you may be asking. Well, I'm glad you asked. We talk about the food, and then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If the reels go round and round, and then they all match. Jackpot. Yeah, jackpot the clown comes out (laughs) with a bottle of seltzer water. Starts I hope it's water. Having a good time. (laughs) However, if the reels don't match. (laughs) Yeah, that. That's what that is. On this day in 1945, Dmitry Shostakovich. I'm sure you're familiar with Dmitry Shostakovich. Oh, yes, of course. Like a second father to me. <laughs> what's uh, what's he best known for, do you think, oh, Dmitry? Uh, if it wasn't if it wasn't his 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 sketches of nude llamas, <laughs> it was probably uh, his hand carved hiking trails. Um, he did with a sh- shovel <laughs> and a fork. He may have done those through, things throughout the Alps. I'm not familiar. I believe best known for being a composer, Eddie Pence, being oh, one of the most side gig. one of the most celebrated composers of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, famous Russian Russian composer Dmitry Shostakovich, um, particularly remembered for his 15 symphonies. He also wrote chamber music. He produced opera, ballets, music for films. He was very prolific. But here's the thing: he came up under Stalin. Uh, and Stalin actually pulled a lot of his work because he claimed it wasn't Russian enough. Hmm. He thought Shostakovich had been too influenced by the West. Oh, no. So he pulled a lot of his work. But on this day in history, he completed his ninth symphony, perhaps one of his most famous. Here's a little bit of that. Nineteen forty-five, he completed that his ninth symphony. Uh, Does that sound Russian enough to no, you? No, doesn't sound Russian at all. Doesn't at it all to me. I think uh, maybe Stalin had a point. Uh, That's not Russian music. No, this Ru- is Russian music. Ну я откинулся, какой базар вокзал. Купил билет в колхоз большой отдышла. Ведь я железно с бандитизмом завязал. Все по уму, но лажа все же вышла. Right? That should be the Russian national anthem. Now that is Russian music. As a good Russian, Shostakovich loved him one of their most famous meals there in Russia, Eddie Pence. Yeah. Couldn't get enough of beef stroganoff. Mm. Yes, beef stroganoff. Named after, of course, famous... 
the Russian known as Beef. <laughs> no, not Beef. Beef Yeltsin. Uh, no, they, he was a uh, <laughs> named after Alexander Gregorievich Stroganov. Oh. Count Alexander Gregorievich Stroganov loved this meal so much he had munch of it. It was originally just beef cut into cubes, then prepared in a dry marinade of salt and allspice, and then sautéed in butter. Hmm. But these days, now we eat it in style. Get all fancy with it. It is strips of tender beef, then it is sautéed in sour cream with onions, mushrooms, and a little white wine in there as well. When the whole thing is sautéed, it's poured over noodles or rice. It makes a delicious meal called beef stroganoff. I love it. Shostakovich loved it, but it's not about uh, us. It's about Eddie Pence. Is that something he would eat? Let's find out by pulling the handle. Here we go. One, two, three. Eddie Pence likes beef stroganoff. Without the mushrooms. I'm shocked. Without the mushrooms. Onions, sour cream, mushrooms, white wine. Without the mushrooms. But there's other stuff. Sour, sour cream, you're going to go Yeah, but it's that? all, bo- it's, it's, it's boiled down. You don't really, it's not like it's just sitting in a vat of sour cream. No, it's sauteed it's with sauteed it. It, it it's, comes with a creamy sauce. It's, no, I, I like beef stroganoff. I don't like the mushrooms. I pick the mushrooms out. Oh, though. my God. Mushrooms are fucking foul. They're not. They're gross. But look at that. But everything else, yeah, I'm sure. You eating beef stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> and beef stroganoff, of course, was a film that Eddie starred in early in his career. It's part of What's-His-Face's collection that's now <laughs> that's missing. That's right. Poor David working. <laughs> and that's it for this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college-level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, because that rhymes with LMB. And that's a wrap for the Ralph Report today in history. 15 cents a day, y'all. I just need to hear Stephanie one more time. Oh. That was Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. It was. It certainly was. Let's take a look now at all the entertainment news in a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. Congratulations to Candyman. Candyman, 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 Candyman. Don't do it. One Say more. it five times. Do it. Did you do it four? Oh, I think four. I might have said the title first, and then I oh. did it four times after oh. that. Oh, I thought you were so supposed that... intentionally supposed to do all five together. I'm, but I'm afraid I may have accidentally because I said the title first, then I think I said it four times. Well, now he's not here, though. I don't see him. Maybe when I leave. Candyman came in at number one at the box office this week and beating projections of a $15 million box office take by earning $22.3 million. Horror movies always do that, man. Yeah. Horror movies always make money this time of year. And not uh, surprisingly, black moviegoers turned out in mass. 37% of the oh, wow. audience was uh, black moviegoers because it's got a black cast. Yeah. 30% were white moviegoers, and then 22%, according to research, was Latino or Latine audiences. Um, but yeah, horror movies, you can't go wrong, right? Yeah. They're this cheap a, to make, and boom, you uh, can make a And this is bucks. a sequel to the original Candyman, right? The, that very first Candyman, right? I it's, believe yeah, it it's is. A it's not a reboot, a, it is a sequel. It's a reimagining, a re-imagining. but using Tony Todd, I believe the original Candyman returns as well. Okay. Uh, Free Guy was second at the box office with an additional $13.6 million in its 
weekend. It's a fun movie. Yeah, you went to see that yes, last week, I right? recommend that movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, Jungle Cruise, not doing so well. <laughs> uh, just, uh, although apparently it crossed the uh, $100 million domestic milestone over the weekend. Oh, that's good. That probably doesn't count what uh, the $30 premium fee on Disney Plus either, I would uh, imagine. Probably not. That's probably just box I office. I wouldn't think. So there's all your box office news. Oh, I was so sad to hear this. I mean, I guess it was inevitable, but uh, Ed Asner, mm. not only a great veteran actor, but just one of the good guys. Uh, did so much work for charity and just, just a great guy. Has passed away at the age of 91. Started his showbiz career way back in the 1950s. Uh, was a working character actor for decades. And then, of course, boy, Talk about uh, hitting gold later in your career. Lou Grant, the role that he starred in as, uh, starred as in on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Um, seven long years on that show, and he was brilliant on that show. So very funny. Mm -hmm. Here's a little of Ed Asner's work as Lou Grant in the very first episode of Mary Tyler Moore when Mary's audition, uh, uh, interviewing rather for her job there at the radio, at the news station. You know what? <laughs> you got spunk. <laughs> well, yeah. I hate spunk. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll try you out for a couple of weeks, see if it works out. Oh. If I don't like you, I'll fire you. Right, right. You don't like me, I'll fire you. <laughs> then the show went off the air and they spun Lou Grant off, but not in a sitcom. They put him in a drama. When, did you ever watch Lou Grant? No. It was a TV series called Lou Grant. I didn't know the character spun off into it a different series. It ran almost as long as the Mary Tyler Moore show did. I have no recollection. But it was a one-hour drama where he was the editor of a newspaper. He huh. had left WMJ and went to work for a newspaper, and he was overseeing a collection of young reporters. And it was, uh, it was a straight drama. How did he transition that character over? Brilliantly. He won... He won Emmys for playing it on the Mary Tyler Moore as show. As a comedy. And he also won Emmys as Lou Grant uh, in the drama Wow, that's well. crazy. He could do it all. And, of course, a classic uh, role in Roots as well that he won an award for. And, I mean, just so many. He's so a great many Santa Claus and Elf. Great Santa. A great voice actor. Yep. He was on Batman the Animated Series and Superman and Freakazoid and Animaniacs and Captain Planet and Spider-Man the Animated Series. The Simpsons, Cleveland Show goes on and yeah. on. He's on. one of those guys you always thought was just always going to be around. Yeah, and, and then always there. Sort of re, a rebirth of his career in Up, right? He played Carl, yeah, Fredrickson in uh, the classic Disney Pixar film. Just a terrific guy. I got a chance to meet him briefly a couple years ago. I was invited to play at the charity batch, uh, charity bachelor auction, the charity got. Um, my God, <laughs> the charity poker tournament that he and his family put together um, for their charity. Yeah, and I met him briefly and just. So, I mean, he was in his late 80s at the time, but so full of life and funny and loud and gregarious, just loved by everybody. So, sad news that he's gone, but we're all better that he was with us. Iron Butterfly drummer Ron Bushy is also dead at the age of 79. Best known for his iconic drum solo that lasts about four minutes <laughs> in the middle of Inagata De Vida, a song from 1968 that lasts about 12 minutes, so... <laughs> You can understand why his drum solo was so long. I'm not going to play the whole thing. It's a little long for a drum solo. Yeah. 
too much. And I'm a drummer. <laughs> Speaking of music, Justin Bieber has just been announced as the most listened to artist ever on Spotify. Okay. 83.8 million streams of his music on uh, Spotify. All right. Does that, that doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean shit. I don't know why they made a big deal out of it. Bieber. That's all you gotta do. Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Cause you're a little cunt. That's right. I mean, you just gotta say stream music and then he eventually plays at some point and then that counts as a stream. Yeah. It's not like you're searching him out. No, I agree. <laughs> More music news. The Jacksons have announced they are going to record a new studio album, their first since 1989. Wow. Tito has announced the Jackson family getting back into the studio. All of them? Oh, he also mentioned that uh, they've got a few tracks that Michael did before he died. They're going to slip those onto the oh, album as well. Yeah, well, to... there's one way to get people to pay attention to a fucking Jackson's album. The only way. Because nobody wants to hear Marlon... <laughs> and Tito and Randy get back together again. So even in death, uh, Michael Jackson being taken advantage of yep. by his family, which is sad. John Stamos scared everybody. Why? He released a selfie of himself in a surgery uh, uh, hospital bed after surgery, hmm. and no one knew he was sick. Oh, no. But it turns out he had trigger finger. Trigger finger? Trigger finger. What was that? Trigger figure, also known as a stenosing stenosynovitis. Stenosovich. <laughs> it's a, a condition where your finger gets stuck in a bent position. Really? Yes. Is he putting it up his ass? They call it trigger finger because it looks like you're pulling the trigger of a, of a gun. Right. But your finger's locked like that and you can't straighten it. Huh. So you have to have surgery. They have to go in and uh, do something with the tendon to release the finger. Cut the tendon? I think they just... Uh, make a small incision at the base of the affected finger mm -hmm. and then they open the constricted part of the tendon and release it. He was so it's something. not like uh, you can't use the finger anymore. That right. would be stupid if you cut the tendon. Right. Well, you just have to surgically useless, alter it. It's a useless finger anyway if it's bent. Well, yeah, but it's more useless if it's just flopping around on your hand <laughs> and you can't do anything with it. That just seems bad. So he's around. okay. He wants everyone to know that the uh, selfie of him in the surgical gown and everything was just mm -hmm. because he was going in for his trigger, trigger finger. Trigger finger. You know how you know his finger got so tense. Right. John Stamos, look at him. How much fingering has he done in his life? All every All day. All the fingering. Breakfast, That's lunch, and dinner. Too man. much fingering. You get trigger finger. <laughs> I'm glad he's fixed. Why? Why? Why does he keep looking like that I don't, in his fifties? There's a, a painting of him in an attic somewhere. Goddamn infuriating. He's beautiful. He's yes. a beautiful man. He is gorgeous. I watched that uh, Disney Plus show, The Big Shot, with my kid. Yeah. Great show, first of all. And so he's he's talented, and he looks like that, and by all accounts, just a, a sweetheart. Mm, guy. Some people have it all. Yeah, except for a good finger. Right? Farah Abraham, you know that name? Oh, that's the teenage pregnant mom yes, thing. Yes, there was the teen mom. Teen mom. Who then later went on into a career in uh, porn. Yeah. Uh, she's a mess. She's a hot mess. Shocking. She is suing Harvard. The school? The school. Because apparently she took a Zoom course that Harvard was offering, and she claims that she was kicked out of it then bullied by a professor hmm. who told her to get out of the class in creative writing, by the way. Oh, God. Listen, the woman can barely speak a sentence. I can only imagine oh, what her writing is like. Jesus. But she's suing them. 
And she wrote a nasty review on Yelp. She said, Oh, it's going to ruin Harvard. It's, they're going to shut down. <laughs> How will they ever recover? We'll never get over that. A nasty Yelp review from the teen <laughs> mom girl who did porn. It's, it's hilarious. She's also claiming that it was uh, racial discrimination as well, Eddie Pence. Racial discrimination? Yes. She is uh, Syrian, Italian, and Danish. Oh, yeah. You know how they hate They're the, so oppressed in this country. Oh, the, the, the Danes can't catch a break. She says, I was the I was the most person of color in my class. Mm. Everyone else was super white. <laughs> she looks super white. Everybody deserves, no matter where you're from, to do class. Yes, they, you do deserve to do class. <laughs> I'm just entertaining the possibility that the reason why she was thrown out of the class was her writing was fucking awful. I'm just going to entertain that possibility. <laughs> Everyone deserves to do class. Do class. Not to be enrolled in class. No. Not to participate in no. class. You, get, you have the right to do class. To do class. So she said, I would advise that Harvard is not a safe nor credible school to attend. It's definitely not credible. <laughs> do you know all those, those Harvard grads who have amounted to nothing? Yeah. The Ivy League's been looking for a chance to kick Harvard out, and I think they found their, their door. Sweet Jesus in heaven. All right, let's uh, let's end up with something great. Over the weekend, the Foo Fighters were in town here in Los Angeles playing the Forum, and what a great way to end the show. Dave Grohl brought out Nandy Bushel. Nandy is that 11-year-old drumming prodigy who challenged him to a drum-off yes, online. <laughs> and he responded, and they went back and forth, and it was just goddamn adorable. Yeah. So uh, for the encore at the Forum here in L.A., he brought Nandy out to perform with the band on stage. That's so cool. 11 years old, and she's playing drums for Foo Fighters. That's amazing. At the Forum. Here's a little bit of uh, Nandy just kicking ass, by the way. <laughs> a bunch of videos online if she's you want to see whale, her. man. But he brings her out and she's just beaming in front of that crowd. Oh, as you imagine. can imagine, the place went nuts for her. So Maybe was... she can sue him in 30 years for child exploitation. <laughs> That's right. It'd be a great thing. <laughs> Today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on August 30th. Guitarist Ryan Ross from Panic at the Disco, 35 years old today. I chime in with the haven't you people ever heard of Closing a goddamn door no. Better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. I shine in. Haven't you people ever heard of closing a goddamn door? No, much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of. Actor turned politician Ben Jones from the Dukes of Hazard is 80 years old today. I think he was Cooter. Cooter? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I think it was Cooter, wasn't it? Actor Timothy Bottoms is 68 from Last Picture Show. Gives a great performance in that and the movie The Paper Chase as well. Comedian Louis Black is 73 years old. Louis Black, perhaps more than any other comedian, makes me speechless with laughter. <laughs> I can barely breathe when I watch Lou Black. And I've also met Lou. He's a terrific guy. Nothing like his onstage persona, yeah. but... I he is my spirit animal when it comes to making rage funny. Nobody is better than Lou Black. I was amazed to realize that we are we are the only country that that tells the rest of the world on a nearly constant basis that we are the greatest country on earth. 
And that is a little fucking obnoxious. <laughs> and I know it's obnoxious. Because if you were in an office, and there was someone there who came in every day and said, I'm the greatest fucker here! <laughs> and you sniffling shits would die without me! <laughs> I can guarantee by the end of the week, you'd have killed him. <laughs> and eaten him just to try to possess his power. My God. He's fucking genius. So good. Michael Chiklis, Thing from the Fantastic Four. He was the best thing in those movies, I think. He, yeah. And, yeah. What? Chris Evans was okay as the yeah, torch. He was, okay. he was a good torch. He was okay. Uh, but better known, of course, for The Shield and other uh, better projects. Yes. 58 years old today. Cameron Diaz is 49. And guitarist, singer Aaron Barrett of Real Big Fish is 47. Sell out with me, oh yeah. Sell out with me tonight. Record company's gonna give me lots of money and everything's gonna be all right. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And you know what today is? It's a munching Monday. We're going to be a sipping Monday today. Ooh. We're going to have ourselves some tang. I have never tasted tang before. <laughs> Eddie Pence may or may I not have. I think I have. He's I don't just, know. He's just confused. Could be Sunny D. Tang was introduced in 1957. 64 years ago, they made tang. Formulated by William Mitchell, as I mentioned last time we talked about it. Same guy who created Pop Rocks and Cool Whip. All good things. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Uh, instant <laughs> Set Jello. All good things. All good things. All they healthy a, things. They were having a hard time selling Tang until NASA chose it to put on John Glenn's Mercury flight in February of 1962. And then once they could start selling it to kids saying, hey, look, spacemen drink it. Right. Astronauts love it. You should love it too. Started started marketing it actually as a breakfast, an instant breakfast, like a meal. Yes, full of energy and vitamin C. And <laughs> like a meal if you can't have breakfast, just have a big glass of Tang, <laughs> just like the astronauts. The astronauts do some things you do. In space, they drank Tang. They mixed it like this in a zero G pouch because with no gravity, it would fly all over. You don't have that problem. You can mix it in a glass. Up there, they have to drink it carefully, this way. You can drink it any way you like. Yeah. Tang tastes ass. orangey. <laughs> tastes great. It's orangey. Tastes orangey. Has lots of vitamins C and A. Mm. Tang, chosen for the Gemini astronauts. Have a blast. Have some Tang. So we're going to have a blast today. We're going to have some Tang <laughs> here on Munchin' Monday. Mondays, it's a fun day, and it's happening on the Ralph Report. Munchin' Mondays, Eddie's fun day, will he vomit all over the floor? I don't eat fungus, I don't like it, I did, the, the thought of it makes me sick. testicles are just all wrong. Right? Yeah. Tang! Kids, if you are a three, a two, three, or four-star general, and you're one of the folks who like to watch the Munchin' Monday, I'm going to show you what Tang looks like there these days. 
Even the container looks space age. It does. Looks like an astronaut's suppository. So you could shoot it right out of a rocket. Uh, <laughs> Tang, by the way, is inside a giant exclamation point. Tang! Oh, yeah. So that's how you know it's good. It's got energy. Uh, it says here orange flavor. I think they make other flavors as well, but the orange is the classic Tang. Uh, naranja also on here. What so, is naranja? Naranja. 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 Is Spanish for orange. Oh, so I'm assuming it has a uh, a following in the Latino community. I guess so, as well. maybe. So um, this is an unopened package of Tang because it turns out when you open up Tang, you have to tear off the entire label in order to open the jar. <laughs> that seems bad. It seems your, very bad. Get rid of your branding. Um, plus, you just don't want it sitting in the uh, cupboard next to the rat poison or something, and then you get confused. All right, you give the rats Tang. <laughs> <laughs> they keep coming back. So what I have here is uh, the open container of Tang. I've got a tablespoon. I followed the instructions, and the instructions say uh, three tablespoons That's a lot. of Tang powder inside 12 fluid ounces of water okay. to make a delicious glass of Tang. Of orangey Tang. It's orangey, <laughs> and uh, it tastes great. I bet it does. So what we're going to do is we're going to mix it up uh, live here on the Ralph Report, Exciting. and then we're going to try it out. So uh, give me, uh, I guess you can do it yourself. Right. Let me just open this up. I am capable. You are capable. You can work a tablespoon, can't you? <laughs> I think so. Don't get it everywhere. Oh, it looks like a penis head. Don't, uh, what does? Oh, the, does. the actual thing, it does. A big, thick penis. <laughs> a giant hole. Let's see. That's one. All right. Ooh. Very orangey. It is orangey. It's not orangey Two. in the powder form, but it is uh, orangey when you put it Three. in the water. There you go. All right. I'm going to get mine. It's kind of got like a yellow orange look to it. I don't think so. An unnatural orange to it. All right. One. Two. Three. There we go. All right. I'm going to stir it up. It's really thick looking. I don't think it looks that thick. I think they're trying to emulate orange juice is what they're right. doing. So I think they're, they're trying to get it the same, like the same uh, texture, sort of thickness as mm. orange juice. No pulp. It smells very orangey. Well, they, they tell you it is. All right, here we go. So here's, uh, here's what it looks like when it's all stirred together. This is orange tang. Mm. Just like the spacemen mm. drink. Here we go. Tastes like orange juice. Tastes like orange juice. It's <laughs> just like orange juice. It tastes exactly like orange juice. Exactly like orange juice. With no pulp. And the same uh, mouthfeel, too. Mm -hmm. That's why it's a little thicker, I think, than yeah. uh, the average. It's like orange juice. It tastes just like orange juice. Yeah, I could drink that. I probably had this. I think I did. It's orange juice. It's exactly like orange juice. It's just a weird orange color. I don't think it's that weird. It's a little unnatural. It's not bad, though. It's really not bad at all. I was expecting not to like it. Yeah. It tastes exactly like orange yeah. juice. It's identical to orange juice. See, I don't think Sunny D tastes like orange juice. I don't think so either. I'm trying to remember what Sunny D tastes like, but it's not as orange as this. Well, we may have to uh, revisit with some Sunny D maybe <laughs> next week. <laughs> But I was not expecting to like Tang, but this it's pretty damn tasty. Just like orange juice. Yeah. Mmm. So there you go. Turns out the astronauts had a pretty good thing going on. Yeah, it's not bad. 
And Buzz Aldrin famously said in the early uh, 2000s tank that sucks, Tang right? sucks. Tastes like, 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 maybe he doesn't like orange juice. Maybe not. Because I don't know how you could like orange juice and not like Tang. I think Tang's a winner. Mm, tang. <laughs> tang, if you're listening and you're looking for a podcast to sponsor. <laughs> it's us. We're available. And that's it for today's Munchin' Monday. It's just another Munchin' Monday. Fun day, maybe something on a fun day. I hope I don't get the run stay. It's just another munch in Monday. And Eddie, for being on the Ralph Report, you're taking home oh, a, uh, a complimentary container of, own tang? of tang, oh, so great, you can mix you. it up at home. You know what? It's, it's not a as, parting gift. It's not as acidic as orange juice. It isn't. You're right. It's sweeter. And it's I sweeter. assume that's because, as I mentioned before, I think it's 94% sugar. Yes. And there's no actual oranges in this. None whatsoever. No oranges were, <laughs> were harmed in the making of tang. Well, thank you. I guarantee Okay, kids, that's it for today's show. Thanks so much for spending some time with us here on The Ralph Report. Hope you'll come back tomorrow. We're going to have a good one. It is TV Tunes Tuesday, one of my favorite days of the week. Also, entertainment news. More of your phone calls. Don't call me drunk. <laughs> but Take, call Queefing, though. Yeah. Please call Queefing. Uh, ladies, if there's any other ladies out there who have that same skill. Please. We'll, we'll showcase yeah. you here on The We'll Ralph make a Report. song about it. We'll auto-tune it. <laughs> Let's auto-tune those queefs. I can hear the Ralph report <laughs> attack tomorrow. <laughs> Kids, take care of yourselves, won't you please? Stay good in the hood. Vaxes, maskses, all that good stuff. A little distance if you're inside. Stay sweet at six feet. Because it's still scary out there, and we want you to live a long and happy... Life is life. Life is life, indeed. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, love you, mean it. Bye. 